Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, unfortunately, we're all, I'm stuck in this room with all these sweaty dudes, and, and that makes me feel a little uncomfortable. But uh, we got some good news. The podcast is now officially presented by HHA Sports. They are officially the new title sponsor of our show, They've been a partner of ours for, hell, damn near since the beginning. Pretty, beginning. pretty close. Yeah, pretty I, close. And we uh, we're proud that they're basically our number one front running partner. I guess. Man, I got silent in here. We're all dude, each other. I officially <laughs> put a tetra on my bow and a vertus, and I officially shot it. So for everybody asking, your bow is presented by HHA. <laughs> my whole bow. So now we're just gonna get super salesy. Man, I love my HHA Vertus drop away. It's awesome. That Tetra just, man, let me tell you. Oh, dude, you can tell it's made in Wisconsin just how great it shoots, You man. can smell the cheese residue on yes, it. Yes, you can. <laughs> cheese and beer. Dude, you can. Yeah, every time you shoot your bow, you can hear the faint scream of an eagle because they support our veterans. They do a, uh, right. they do a Lifetime signature. warranty. <laughs> they do a signature uh, little housing. you got to know somebody, but you get a cheese curd size housing. you got to know somebody. Let's get serious for a minute about yeah. HHA. Um, last week, it would have been July 3rd, the founder and owner just recently passed away, which is super sad. Um, but he definitely, he changed the game and archery and archery equipment and American made archery equipment. Um, so a sad time, but man, did he leave an impact on anything archery? Really? It's he really impact. Yeah. So man, really sad, but it's just. If you think about the legacy he left behind, it's it's pretty incredible. So absolutely, not to bring bring everybody down. I figured that was just worth mentioning quick. But uh, podcast is still brought to you by Scent Crusher. They haven't gone anywhere. Uh, we love love our Scent Crusher stuff from the gear bag, the Ozone Go, the Room Clean is in our small studio is probably the number one tool right now in the off season because Steve smells like a sweaty dad, sweaty old dad. I don't even have kids. Yeah. So then <laughs> I can't even date a chick with kids, man. It's weird. How do I smell like it's kind of weird? It's just uh, it's your aura. It is. Yeah, but Scent Crusher helps it, man. ScentCrusher.com. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. 
NAWTC, and they now have team, NAWTC.com. They now have teams, um, and I have a little cheat sheet here because I wanted to go a little further in on some of the stuff that they offer. Um, so it's, first of all, we have a code, WCB25, to save yourself some money. Save yourself some money. Man, I'm struggling. The entry package that you receive when you sign up has $400 in gear. Um, a new special edition bone collector, North American Whitetail Tacticam uh, 4.0, which nice. is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, you get broadheads. You get a scent crusher ozone go, scrape fix, victory lighted aero knocks, um, a gator cooler tumbler, 40% off Drake non-typical clothing, um, scoring tape, nah. Um, <laughs> Kurt's favorite. They're giving away hunts, all sorts <laughs> of stuff. So they're giving away over $250,000 in prizes. Grand prize if you win, and a 125-inch buck could win. You could win your region with a 125-inch buck, right. but, you know, or smaller. Um, but the grand prize is 50 grand. Second place is 20 grand. Third place is five grand. Um, and they're giving you the tools to get it done. That's yeah, right. to help you get it done. And they so, have giveaways throughout. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah, year. if you've been in the market for a Tacticam or want a bow-mounted cam, you could join this. Get a $400 package worth of gear. Get your Tacticam and save some money with our code WCB25. So check them out. NAWTC.com. The podcast is also now brought to you by... Oh, boy. Is it the boys from Mahavan fucking yard Thermoseat? Thermoseat. Thermoseat. Joey from Thermoseat at ATA said, which we... That's what's cool about Thermoseat is, like, we hit it off with them so much and oh, hung yeah. out with them. We're like, why aren't we working together? Oh, man. He's um, one of us. And- like he said, uh, I'm going to do a terrible accent. Your butt's cold, now it's warm. It's warm, now it's cold. They got it. <laughs> They kind of, I should cut that out from his episode and just yes. put it for his plug. Go, please right. go back and listen to the episode because I we were like, yeah, Thermoseat, you know, they've been around forever. You know, since you've been a kid, you've always seen the seats in there. And it's this, it, I always thought it was this, this giant, huge company. I'm like, man, these guys are just mass producing stuff. And that is complete opposite. It is a family-owned business mm-hmm. with some great people. Yeah. and. Dude, when we hit it off with Joey, I didn't even know he had an accent. We were at the the bar the night before, and then when we met him, he came in. Oh, you like couldn't like, hear him? Like I, I couldn't hear couldn't him. Couldn't hear the accent at big, the bar because Big Mike's like, "What do you think of Thermoseat?" And like I, I, I recognized it. I'm like, "Ah, yeah, I think they're kind of garbage." I was just joking around with him, you know. And he's like, "Oh, he, oh, he was standing next to Big." Yeah, Mike. he was standing right next to us because oh. Big Mike asked me to like because and I knew he wanted me to trash him. And when he got there the next day, dude, and he had that accent, I was like, okay, we're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no, we're giving really, shit the whole time. Really oh, good guys, man. man. And, like, Thermoseat, if you think about it, they kind of have, like, an Americana-type impact on mm-hmm. hunting because th- they've been around for so long, Forever. and they're everywhere. You can get a Thermoseat, like, seat pad anywhere. I had one from when I was a kid still up in my attic, and I pulled it down and sent it to Joe. He's like, man, that's like an OG Thermosy right really? there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love, like, old products that, like, stood the test of time, and they're still in business, you know? It was in my attic in my old house, and now it went to the attic in my new house. That's fucking awesome. Dude, Jared, <laughs> just keep it in the attic, man. Oh, yeah. Joey and Derek, brother. Man, those those two. Pretty cool, man. So we're, we're glad to have them aboard. We're going to get along real well. <laughs> we're due for um, another podcast with them. Podcast has always been sponsored by, but it's uh, – it's even more a part of the family now, a victory archery um, from the new arrow lighted knocks. I don't know why I say arrow lighted knocks, but the new lighted knocks. Um, we're all shooting rip, um, rip TKOs this year. We shot them last year, too. Absolutely love that arrow. Love that's uh, that's my favorite arrow of all time currently. I think so. Currently. Yeah, I know sure. a lot of guys like shooting the smaller diameters like the VAPs. Um, which I probably will try those I eventually, sh- but I shot those what two years ago. Um, Dude, and- Mark Rife 
loves oh. those fucking things. So does Gene. Yeah, they're they're obsessed with them. They they've got probably like four dozen each. Oh yeah, just and mm-hmm. they just keep buying them and tinkering with them, and they're like, I just I, I want to get this arrow as good as I can. They won't ever like think about like going to a rip TKO, TKO or something. They're like, I want this particular one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, the podcast is also now brought to you by um, Element Outdoors. So we podcasted with yeah. Element at ATA, and it's a working man's clothing working working. I guess a working man's clothing company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very fair priced clothing. Um, like uh, Ted said, we don't want you to spend two hundred dollars on a pair of britches. <laughs> um, they offer top notch stuff. They have their own camo patterns, which are awesome. I'm going. I'm going to shoot the stalker camo pattern now. Eric, what are you shooting? I'm shooting the covert or wearing or wearing the covert. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome stuff. We're going to be outfitted in that I, this year. I bought a hoodie right after ATA, and it's the most comfortable hoodie I've ever worn. He hasn't worn. took nothing off. Since. I know. I know. Every <laughs> time we're in at 90-degree days. You know what was funny? I was telling my buddy Tyler at work about Element, and he's like, oh, yeah, is that the hoodie that Eric never takes off? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so comfortable. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you were ranting and raving about that from it's the It's warm as fuck, too. Um, also jumping on board to help us is uh, Can Cooker. And the cool thing, we're going to be bringing uh, monthly recipes for Can Cooker and... Hell, we might even make Steve wing it and just throw random ingredients into his can cooker and just see how it comes out. Oh, dude, I'll I'll cook some stuff up, man. We'll get it cooking. Clean your house first, if we and then maybe we can make a video. And then <laughs> you guys want to come over? Nah, dude, no, <laughs> no. Oh, nah, we'll, we'll do it here. <laughs> oh, god. Okay. Nah, come over. nah, we don't. We don't. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Elite Archery. Still brought to you by Elite Archery. We're all shooting the ritual bows. Um, big time, of course. Hunters Blend Coffee. Um, working class. Fuck, I forgot our code. What is it? Working class fifteen mm-hmm. for Hunter's Blend um, and Lone Wolf Custom Gear. And speaking of like old products, like stood the test of time. Eric, you were talking to Andre DeQuisto about an old, old Lone Wolf you had. Yep, it's like one of the original ones he designed. That someone did a modification to it, but that's what you could do back in the day. You could buy mods for it, and then oh, oh yeah, it's like a yeah. I know, I remember the that. seat mod, so it doesn't. Uh, there's a bracket that, like the ones are now, they have that V bracket that goes against the tree. Well, before it was the seat that actually went against the tree, so you couldn't fold up the seat. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So it was like the OG, and I picked it up at a garage sale. For like 50 bucks or something, 50 right? bucks, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Did you give that thing back to Cody, or did you keep it? No, I still have it. Huh. They wanted it, but it. Eric just rubbed it in his face. and He said, <laughs> check <laughs> this thing it. out. No, it's pretty cool. But, you know, we had to clarify, that was, you know, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf mm-hmm. Custom Gear is the OG's that started the brand Lone Wolf, and they're back. They have the original logo from 84. They've been in business since 84, and they're rocking now with Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Uh, the DeQuisto Series 1.0 is out. Um, I know they every, in the next few weeks, everyone should have their pre-orders, and everything's going to be caught up and rocking. So check that out. We do have a code that's coming in for listeners soon. Um, hopefully by next week on the podcast, we'll have a code for you. And the camera we're gonna have we're gonna tr- try and get a deal for everyone with the new uh camera oh they got a new and, camera and tank's got that sitting in front of him so i'm gonna let him just run through the freaking deets yeah i'd say it's full hd 1080p i would say that's pretty much all the good cameras anymore yeah 65 foot detection range 0.4 uh second trigger speed wi-fi photo retrieval that's now, badass now that sounds pretty sweet so you don't have to go all the way into your spot oh, yeah. thank god yeah, prime time. <laughs> <Steve. Yeah. laughs> 
primetime detection, store maps, and create buck profiles. So I can already see it. Steve's going to put it like 20 feet off the road so he can just drive by. He doesn't even have to get out. I'm telling you, dude, if I can get a golf cart back there, boy, we're in business. (laughs) (laughs) Just drive by with my phone. This mounting system, you can pretty much mount this camera everywhere, and it's got like the best way to explain it is it's got like this tree bark texture to it. Yeah. That well, it's got like a ball joint uh, mounting system too, so you can move yeah. it around if you need to. If you got that weird angle yeah. tree that you want to put it on, oh, it blends in too. They have up. they have some photos of it mounted to like a rock, and it blends in. So if you're a big public land guy and you're worried about your right. camera getting stolen, yeah. um, you can mount this thing up in a tree and point it down. You don't have to mess around with yeah. something extra to help you pivot the camera. It's all built in on it. It's a uh, it's pretty damn. Is, is this available right now? Yep, it, this week you can get it now. I'd say it looks pretty crazy. Yeah, where to get it at? Where to get it at? LoneWolfCustomGear.com. Beautiful. We will have a code and a a deal on the cameras coming. We'll have a code for all the stand setups. So, but go be one of the first ones to buy one and uh, send us a review. Let us know what you think about it. Yeah. Um, Other news. We're kind of a long intro. Sorry, guys. uh, The shoot is next weekend, um, Mm -hmm. July twentieth. That's going to be insane. And I will tell you now. That next year we are we have plans already and more details to come, but it will be a fully open public event. Everyone is welcome. It'll be fully advertised how to go there, and it's going to be cheap entry fees. There's going to be a lot of awesome target setups, a lot of goodies. Um, so that next year for the shoot, we're already making big plans to make this something to where anyone and everyone can come out and have fun and camp, and it's going to be awesome. I feel bad. Time. That we have to kind of suppress it a little bit, you know, like not everyone can come because it's on private ground and we don't have the capacity to have everyone come out. But next year, big, big plans. So it might be in Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> oh, we're going to Iowa? Hell yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have to make the trip across the river. Hey, you know what Iowa stands for? Hey, it's going to be closer to me for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will yeah. be for <laughs> way one closer. Time. It's in right. your backyard. Um, Steve, do you have a news segment? Or do you want to do a veteran shout-out first, or what would, you, what would you rather do? Let's go ahead and uh, let's do the vet shout-out um, so people think I'm okay before I bomb the news. Oh, right. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's yeah, a good call. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> right. Wicked smart. All right, here we go. All right, so the vet shout-out this week da-da-da, is uh, is Kyle, and boy, please don't hate me for uh, for butchering her name, Min Delia, uh, United States Air Force. Um, this was sent in by Crystal, and she wanted to say good morning, WCB. Uh, oh, that's the second part of the email. Um, she she <laughs> sent the email, and she sent two emails in, so I got, I got to remember which one I got first. Um, he is uh, He's in the Air Force. Kyle was a, a staff sergeant in the Air Force. And I'll go back, and the guy's at uh, blah, 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 blah. I never got that second email. <laughs> but she basically said um, she wanted to give – Kyle Mendola, uh, Staff Sergeant in the Air Force, a shout-out, vet shout-out this week. So, Kyle, thank you for your service to this country. We appreciate everything you've done. Thank and, you, uh, Crystal, send a follow-up email. I'll uh, I'll send that um, – I'll put that out here. You yeah. started to read the second email. That's what confuses me. It was, a, it was a different one. Oh. I, I bounced back and forth because she's like, hey, I didn't send this last night, so I went to the last one I had, and it wasn't there. Oh. So. Well, thank you for submitting that. Yep. Yeah, appreciate thank that. Thank you for your service. Kyle, yeah. right? Thank Kyle, you, Kyle. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Kyle. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, this is Kyle. Steve's second news segment on the show. Ooh, and uh, this is the intro. If you didn't get it last time, we were kind of making fun of news intros, and me and Doug, you know, we mad-libbed this one, you we know. We winged it. You spit. We spit hot fire. Are you ready, Steve? Let's get it. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun, 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 dun. 
terrible <laughs> <laughs> so good no, it's, it's terribly great according to the united states department of agriculture a farmer in the town of hansen near wisconsin rapids where hha is from reported 13 of their sheep were killed overnight investigators were sent to the scene to examine the cause of death and determined that a pack of wolves had killed the sheep only one survived the attack it's unclear how many wolves are involved and when asked the only sheep survivor said they kept me alive so that they would say to, they wanted me to say what Mickey and Mallory had done. That's a Natural Born Killers reference. Uh, if anyone's seen that movie, that's a uh, deep reference, and I uh, appreciate it. Maybe too deep. Maybe too deep. It was a popular movie. Way over my head. <laughs> yeah. I think Robert no idea. Downey was in it. Okay, never mind. Okay, you're already doing worse than the first Here we one. go. <laughs> <laughs> Game wardens in Hokatown, Oklahoma, are hunting for answers in a bizarre theft. An alligator was abducted from a rescue in far southeast Oklahoma. Uh, authorities in Hokatown are trying to find the animal and those responsible. Tammy Virgin, the owner and operator of Hokatown Rescue and Petting Zoo, kind of wild place, uh, said Petrie, the alligator, he used to live inside a pool outside the facility until someone stole him early Sunday morning. Quote, walked by Petrie's pen to give him his morning treats and Petrie wasn't in there. Virgin said, for someone to just take him like that, it's not fair. Petrie was taken to the rescue three years ago. While game wardens still search for burglars, I'm just wanting to know if they've checked the alligator's girlfriend's house. <laughs> You're doing great, man. No How problem. many more of these? <laughs> man, there's a. it was a busy week in the news. A state agency is adding a controlled this hunting. This isn't hunting news. This is. Oh, <laughs> this one is. Okay. You got to throw some randos in there. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's animals. Sorry. I don't want to mix it up. I Are, thought it'd be funny. I'm hearing you out, man. Because you can hunt alligators. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, the alligator could have just got out. <laughs> Maybe he escaped. This, this, is, just, this is outdoor news. Right. Okay. You, oh, you want outside. Right. Oh. No, well, this is actually hunting news. Oh, okay. Thank you. A state agency is adding a controlled hunting program at Quabbin Park and Bleacher Town. Massachusetts. All right, that's a weird. That's Eastern. Uh, the Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation is making it legal to hunt inside Quabbin Park. The city agency is holding a public hearing on July 15th at the uh, Bleacher Town Town Hall to highlight the impacts of deer hunting will have uh, to control the population. When we tried to ask a few of the local residents how they felt about this, they put their tail up and ran off because the whole town's littered with deer. Like They've it. taken over. <laughs> it's the only news that claps. <laughs> a couple who ran a uh, supermarket in a small eastern France, uh, eastern town in France, have lost their jobs due to trophy hunting in Africa. Mm. The 2015 pictures show the couple posing over dead hippopotamus, zebra, leopard, and lion. Now, the only question I have is, how are you a manager of a supermarket and afford an African hunt? Good point. Yeah. I don't know why also, we're clapping. That's a terrible yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. And that's the uh, that's the only news that happened this week and the only news you should care about. 
Wow, man, thank you. That was inspiring. Good job, Steve. <laughs> so, busy, busy week of news. Man, you got to iron the kinks out of that thing still, huh? I'm, you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm still working. I'm still trying to find what works and what doesn't. No, you're not. You threw all this together and winged it off the top. No, of your I head. did not. I was. I yeah, searched twenty time minutes ago. Yeah, there was there was some poaching news I could have done, and I was not going to do that. Some right. some guy in Colorado got busted for poaching. Another Chris Brackett fan. I'm not going to. Oh, nice, nice. Oh no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of the news. <laughs> okay, let's get the intro rocking and get to our guest. Thanks for listening. We're here at sixteen hundred Bucks Layer Place, beautiful Bucketorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. The Bucketorium is my second home. Kurt, thank you for allowing me to come here all the time and uh, just hang out. You know, we're bros. Yeah, dude. Eric, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. Doug? How's it going? Tank? It's going good, man. Good, good. Man, I'm uh, I'm in a good mood. We've got an awesome guest on the phone from, if you check out our Carbon TV series episode and you check out Carbon TV enough, you'll see Outdoor Weekly. We've got Jules McQueen on. Jules, how you doing? Well, hello, everybody. I am wonderful. How are you guys? We're doing better we're now. Right. We we don't get to have have pretty girls on the podcast often. So when we do, we're like, wow, like we're actually doing something here at this podcast. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, there's first time for everything, I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you really mean that? Like, mean uh, that? no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Come back. So that's what you get. Well, you're the president of Carbon TV, which is amazing. And so first, we just have to say thank you for allowing us to have a series on Carbon TV because I think if you actually watched it, you might cancel it. Yeah, that's how you can tell, dude. She just has middle management to sweep that one it. through. <laughs> Some intern's like, ah, you guys are cool. <laughs> These are my yeah. boys. Yeah, it is true. I am the president of Carbon TV. And, you know, I have to reverse that on you. Thank you guys for being a part of what we're doing. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you. It, it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of and just even have that opportunity. But let's talk about, because I think maybe last time we podcasted, I don't know if you were the president then or if it was rolling into that. Um, but anyway, like, how has it been? Is it something you, I mean, you, I hope you're enjoying it, but, you know, what's the process like? I imagine you're busier than hell. Um, yeah, I am busy these days, but it's a good kind of busy. Uh, last time I spoke with you guys, I believe I was on a road trip. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, I pulled over on a highway, and you guys called my cell phone, and it was just kind of, you know, I don't, I don't even know what state I was in. Um, but now I'm actually in my office, like a proper adult, you know, like doing normal human things, like showering <laughs> and things I didn't really do last year very much. But back then, I, uh, I actually was not, I was not the president back then. I was, um, I believe, I was working with Carbon TV. Um, I took over operations not long after, and then last January, just before SHOT Show, I got promoted to president. So, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's, Congratulations. It's fantastic. Thank you. It's so much fun. And, you know, of course, it's a lot of work, but I absolutely love my job. Um, I do still um, have Outdoor Weekly. We are we signed up for 26 episodes of that show for this year, so that's kind of my night job. That's I a guess lot. It's a lot. Yeah, you know how that is. It's a it's a lot of work that goes into that. Um, but I love it, and it's a really cool show. It's a very cool format, and we have fun with it. They let me kind of get away with a lot of things on that show, which I like. 
Well, so it's nice when you know the boss, though. You know, you can get away with well, whatever you want. <laughs> Good point. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And you know, sometimes I'm surprised they they let me get away with, you know, because I mean, we have the sponsor, Shell Rotella, sponsored the show this year, and mm-hmm. you know, but they're very, very cool to work with. They love the format. They think it's hilarious, and you know, I just kind of make it up as I go. So yeah, that's been fun, and of course, Carbon TV keeps me really busy trying to keep up with all of our producers and shows and um, rebuilding the platform and doing a lot of new exciting stuff with that so you could say I don't take a lot of time off these days <laughs> yeah there has been a lot of updates to carbon um, and the platform which have, which have all been good um, <laughs> we have our season one on there and we're cranking out season two episodes now um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a cool community and, and I'm surprised that more people don't know about it I mean there's a lot of people that do it in the outdoor community but People that don't hunt, I'm like, hey, you ever heard of Carbon? Like, oh, it's free. There's all st- types of outdoor shows. It's not just hunting. There's fishing. There's there's motorsports on there. There's, there's farming, all kinds of stuff. All sorts of stuff. And yeah. So yeah. I work at John Deere, and a lot of guys, I know there's some farming shows on there, and some of the guys I work with actually help harvest at some of the farms on the show. So that's oh, how that's I get a lot of those guys to, like, download the app and check out the shows on there. That is so cool. Yeah, we do have a lot of agriculture shows on there right now. And, you know, we are expanding. We have, you know, some rodeo stuff and some uh, ag, some, you know, motorsports and, you know, basically anything that can be done in the outdoors that's entertaining. Um, You know, we also have our live cams, which are very cool. And we're adding a couple new ones coming up pretty soon. Um, So, yeah, just, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, something for everyone on Carbon TV and you know, I've been a fan of it for years. I, I actually aired my content on Carbon way back before I ever even thought of working for the company. Um, you know, and that was kind of how I was introduced to it. But it's a cool community. It's, you know, people who I always say, you know, we um, we celebrate outdoor content instead of tolerating it, like a lot of platforms, you know, so there's no censorship within reason. And, you know, so right. a lot of people who are trying to um, distribute content you know on social channels or other platforms there's a lot of censorship out there right now so you know we are the place that everyone's kind of coming over to which is great yeah so yeah we haven't been censored on there and for us not to be censored is a pretty big deal (laughs) right yeah you guys kind of get a free pass you know it's pretty amazing when you think about it but i did uh i did for that comedy tab i did send in a couple of open mics that i bombed at so you know, I sent that footage in, and they were like, man, we can't use They're this. They're like, nah, dude, nice trial. It's like, bro, don't, why are you wearing shorts on stage? Like, you, no. Is this like a documentary, a sad story or something? <laughs> <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> Last time you were on the show, I think we called you the uh, the gypsy hunter, because yeah. you were all okay. over the place, just living on top of your truck. Yes. Which is inspiring. It's- and, I yeah, br- and now I now I don't know where my truck is at. I think it's in Montana, but I haven't seen it in a while. My Jeep. So really, yeah, I, I kind of switched gears. Yeah, I went into corporate mode for a while these last few months, and just kind of. Um, well, I still travel a lot, but I try to work a lot too. So there's right. balance, you know. Well, uh, she traded the uh, Jeep out for a Benz. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. She's putting a pantsuit on <laughs> instead of camo. Jules McQueen sold out. Calling it right here. <laughs> well, we brought up. I said, "Hey, you should start the Gypsy Hunter podcast," but you're not really gypsying it up anymore. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work. 
I know, but you know, you never know with me. I just might decide to hit the road and try to work remotely for a while. Of course, the fall season, I'll be on the road, you know, yeah, doing right. my, my thing outdoors. But, you know, that's the cool thing about technology. I can kind of work from wherever I'm at these days. And But I like to be at the headquarters. I love being here with my team and, you know, working closely with the guys on projects that we have going on. And um, so it's a good trade. You know, I, I love actually being in the office and you know being personally involved in pretty much everything that happens with carbon so yeah it's yeah. Still, yeah well i want to transition a little bit and i don't want to bring up a dark time here um so i apologize yeah. if it's a sensitive subject but let's talk about that eye patch you had oh <laughs> <laughs> Arg. she, she, she was like i don't know where this is going <laughs> yeah. hey we're, we're know, big i still I still get so many pirate jokes texted to me like daily from people. They think it's hilarious. I I just I, it was really funny how that happened. It wasn't funny. The injury wasn't funny at all. But um, the way the eye patch episode came about was I was going to cancel the day of filming. I had my production guys flying in. We had to film a couple episodes, and you know I said, well, I think we have to cancel because number one, I can't see out of my left eye. And when the lights come on in my news studio, I mean, there's no way I'm keeping that eye open. So they said, they were like, no, just wear an eye patch and then just do the show. And I thought, okay, well, that's an option. But so I went ahead and scripted the the show and um, wore the eye patch. And it, it's it's by far the most popular episode we've ever done. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is incredible. Dude, because it was an awesome yeah. look. Right, I'm a Slick Rick fan, so, like, entertainers wearing <laughs> eye patches is absolutely <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I couldn't decide if it would be funnier not to even, like, acknowledge the fact that I had it on. <laughs> just to see, you know, if everyone was kind of like, oh, wait, hold on, what? Like, what is that on the face? Well, you, but you... then I thought, okay, I have to, like, at least say something. And what happened, I really was shed hunting, and I ran into a stick. And it, oh, man. I know it's horrible. It ripped my cornea Ooh, on my left geez. eye, and it was the worst corneal abrasion the the specialist had ever seen. Oh it was no! Wow. And so I lost my vision. Um, I couldn't drive for like three weeks. I had to wear an eye patch, you know, during, when I had bright lights around. I wore sunglasses twenty four seven. Like it just, and I still haven't got my vision back completely. It's still fuzzy. Yeah, it's still pretty bad. But it's not my dominant eye, so it's okay. Will you get it back completely, or is it to be determined? It's to be determined. I was supposed to go see a corneal surgeon to see if they could correct. Because what it is is the reason it's still blurry vision is um, it's on the pupil, so I'm looking through scar tissue. Oh, so, shit. yeah, yeah. So that scar tissue is making my vision blurry. So they said, as I age, it might get worse or it might get better. They're not sure. And I'm like, well, I guess we'll have to see. So oh, but it's all right. it, it doesn't hurt like it did back then. That was terrible. So you I were shed hunting and just you were like looking down or something and a, a stick just right into your eye. Yeah, I, I didn't have sunglasses on. Oh, I didn't no. have my hat on. I usually wear a hat and sunglasses. Um, but I was just looking down, and when I looked up, there was just a just a stick from like a tree limb, just smacked me right in the eyeball, and I just hit the ground. I thought I lost my eye. It was just terrible. Oh, holy um, smokes! So, I can't imagine. Yeah, that same thing know, happened right? to me this past season. I was shed hunt also, and a thorn caught me in the eye and actually ripped my contact, cut my eye, and everything. 
Oh. That's, See, what, that's what you I, get for shed hunting. And that was my dominant eye, too. And <laughs> you know, it was terrible. Calls have been shed hunting. Sticks just come out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. they do. I can't handle, like, eye injuries like that. Oh, the thought no. of them, just like, I can't even, I can't even, like, think about it. I couldn't They're look terrible. at it. It was terrible. So, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun, but at least I got to wear an eye patch and kind of make fun of it for a while. So yeah, that's pretty you cool. Know, you I'm did, a little jealous. Two things you did. Uh, number one, you missed like a great advertising opportunity. You could have had like an advertiser put like a sticker over that eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, sold the patch, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you could have just like kept selling it. Like you know, you're pulling off the whole reporter during the Armageddon. You know, uh, look going on there. And if we were to do a carbon set all together, we all just wear eye patches. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Man. I love it. I should have thought of that to sell a sponsorship <laughs> site on the eye patch. I mean, hell, I know. might start wearing an eye patch just to you know? sell. Yeah. Just to sell it. I don't know just what I'm going to sell. Like, who? Hey, who wants to sponsor the uh, space over my left eye? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's. I put, I put a QR code up there. It's my Snapchat. Is it like on Talladega Nights where he sold the windshield to Fig Newton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't see a damn thing, but I sure do love Fig Newton. No, that, that, that's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear an eye patch. I'm going to put my little Snapchat, you know, ghost there, and I'm going to walk up to ladies like, "Hey, you can't tell, but I'm winking at you." So take my Snapchat and let's let's chat, ladies. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and do. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest idea I've ever heard. It's like NASCAR, but cooler, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, way cooler. Even way cooler, cooler than uh, yeah. Jeff Gordon trying to fight somebody. Way cooler. Yes. <laughs> I love how we just spun your horrible eye injury into like trying NASCAR. to make money off it. I know, right? Well, you know, I don't get that many injuries in the field, surprisingly. Um, but the, I've only had a couple, and that's probably one of the worst ones. But the only other one that I've had was that time, you remember, like, four or five years ago, I severed a finger in the, when I was killing a turkey. And so someone the other day said, well, you're really lucky that you keep healing well because you could have nine fingers in one eye. And then like, where are you going to work? You know, like (laughs) 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 a girl shows up with an eye patch and nine fingers. People are going to start asking questions. Oh, well then you would fit right in at the gas station down the street from my house. (laughs) Actually, you're overqualified at that point. You're working at a Casey's General Store somewhere in Iowa. <laughs> no offense to anyone that works at Casey's General Store. Hey, hey, no, yeah, but knowing your work ethic, you'd be manager in no time. The president. The president, yeah. The president of Casey's. <laughs> that'd be great, too, because if you could get us into Casey's stores or Casey's Pizza delivered here, that'd be awesome. Either right? way. Either oh, or. Casey's we'll take either or. Totally agree. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve has this question down, so I, I don't really want to ask it, but I might because I don't know if Steve has it pulled up in front of him. Do you him. want me to ask it? Yeah, you better. Which one do you okay. want? We're on number three right now. We're on number three. He do I not dare? Per, not prepared. He didn't have his own questions. Up. All right. No. Okay. All right. I, I got to ask. I got to ask. Okay. And you be honest. I mean, we're all friends here. But okay. Who's a better Who's a better hunter, you or Jana Waller? Oh, well, I mean, Jana Waller is a much better hunter, but I'm a better chef. So, mm. you know, and she'll agree with me on that. Um, so, you know, she's um, Jana's amazing i i don't know like i don't even know how to explain it it's not even that she's like this you know amazing hunter it's just that everything's more fun and more interesting when jana's in the field with you and you know i can say that because i spend a lot of time with her but she's so knowledgeable but it's also the passion that she has for it you know we can see you know something that we've seen 50,000 times out in the field but her excitement over it just gets everyone else excited about it so, um, you know, there's that, but she's also just a total badass. So, yeah, you can uh, definitely see that. I, I was really hoping yeah. that it would be more of a uh, 
we're going to stir up some drama, but you're just like, yeah, nah, she's better, but I can cook better. <laughs> she's way better. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm the first to admit it. I've hunted with her so many times, and I'm just always so, not a, not just entertained, but, I mean, the girl's just amazing. She's got this incredible passion for life and for the outdoors, and it's, you know, it's magnetic. And I don't think anyone could ever argue with that who spent time with her. And that's why she and I are besties. Like, you know, I love that positive energy and... Um, you know, she's just, uh, she's so amazing. I actually get to see her tomorrow. So I'm really excited. Um, she's, uh, she's such a cool girl and she has a show on carbon TV now, which is really cool. Yeah. Skullbound, right? Skullbound Chronicles. Yeah. Mm. So she's had Skullbound TV on, uh, the network for quite a long time and it does amazingly well, but you know, they have so much behind the scenes footage and never before seen hunts and short clips and interesting things. And so, you know, she's like, this footage is amazing. It deserves to be out there somewhere. So we created Skullbound Chronicles for her. Very cool. Very That's cool. Awesome. And she also decorates skulls and stuff. I was going to ask you, like, and I, I when I say decorate, I'm 100% underplaying, like, what she actually does oh, yeah. <laughs> to these European mounts. Because um, it's, yeah. it's more than a decoration. It's, like, full-blown art. How, how many of her works of art do you have in your house? Um, well, considering I live with her. Oh, um, you do? I would think that's so all, all of them. Maybe I should have known. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see her tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what, okay, yeah, what is that? I'm going to see her tomorrow. Like, I live with her. It's like, well, yeah, dude, when I live with my parents, I'm like, yeah, I, I hang out with my parents, you know. I see my parents. I, I love my parents. I see them all the time. Well, I don't really, I'm not there right now. So I travel for work. I'm in Michigan right now, and she lives in Montana. So. We see each other as often as possible. I go home and spend time, or we meet up in different places and hang out for the weekend. Um, but, you know, she, I actually, my personal collection of animals, I, I don't have anything that's been decorated by her yet. But I did find a uh, whitetail deadhead in Montana, and I found the head. She decorated it, and we both donated it um, to an auction, I think, for NWTF last year. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we collaborate cool. a little bit like that, but she's just, you know, her skulls are amazing. Her art has raised so much money for conservation. I mean, it's incredible how much money that girl has raised to be donated to, you know, all different conservation causes. That's very cool. Can I mean, yeah. I sh maybe should know more about this, but can anyone contact her and have their skull turned into, like, an art piece through her? Or is it kind of like a, a very hard, high-demand type of thing to get into? Um, a bit of both. So, yeah, she does um, still take on new work, but, I mean, she stays pretty busy with it. So I don't know what the waiting time is. But, um, yeah, she. I think she does still accept, you know, new uh, new stuff that comes in, but it might take a while to get it back. That's very cool, though. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get more serious um, here. I, we keep hitting you with these, like, we're going to dramatic build-up questions. questions. I don't know why we <laughs> keep like, doing that to you. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Um, so you're welcome for that. Um, yes. Obviously. What, what's an important issue that you hope to make an effort to change in the hunting community um, in the coming year and the future? Um, an important issue that I hope to make a change. Well, you know, my first thought would go towards um, content distribution, obviously, because of my role with Carbon TV. But um, aside from that, 
you know, I really believe that we need more mentors for young people mm-hmm. uh, who would like to get involved in the outdoors, but maybe who don't have the means necessary. And, you know, there's a lot of really cool organizations out there that are doing just that. I work with one. I'm on the board for um, Pass It On Outdoor Mentors. Oh, very and, cool. Yeah, and they do some cool stuff. They work with, you know, like big brothers, big sisters to take kids with mentors who, you know, these kids otherwise would have no opportunity to go even understand if they like the outdoors. So, you know, they're working with, um, you know, like shooting teams in high schools, um, you know, young people who already have a shotgun and who've shot, you know, clays or targets, but maybe have never tried wing shooting. You know, so opportunities like that, I feel like, are really important because if we don't have that younger generation, we all know, we all know the statistics. If we don't have those kids buying hunting licenses and becoming, you know, avid hunters with that retention, um, not just the recruitment, but the retention part of it as well, you know, we're all going to be hurting pretty bad in the years to come. So we have Mm -hmm. to be mentoring young people to get out into the field. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, that's a cool thing to be a part of. And I like the the like national archery in schools programs um, to get people because a lot of kids never have a chance to even shoot a bow. So like right. um, we had an archery program in high school. It wasn't like the NAS program, but it was just archery. Um, but even that, I don't know how many kids got into archery through that at our high well, school. Cause yeah, I lived no, the like only a, the only place I ever the first place I shot a bow was a it was a YMCA. Uh, organization Camp Abe Lincoln around the uh, Quad City area, and that's where everybody's like, I never even heard of that. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, you go on a school field trip, and they teach you how to shoot um, just like longbows or recurves, uh, mm-hmm. whatever they had, just some cheap model, whatever. But like that, you shoot at some targets, and you know, there it's the summer help, so nobody really knows exactly what's going on. But you at least have said, hey, yeah, I've, I shot a bow. Yeah, that you right. know, they have at least some knowledge. Where like, hey, put the arm protector on, which I'm like, what is this for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? But it wasn't like a full blown program. And it's it's getting kids to try it at least. Right. Yes. I don't know how focused that is on actually like getting them into hunting, right? But at least like that could be the first step in a but way it's, that's it's better cool. than nothing. It's cool how all these schools now are are opening up a trap team and a archery team, and bass all that. fishing teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're really hitting it hard lately. Aren't they doing some? Is it in Iowa? Aren't they doing some schools can take hunters? Ed is a PE There's credit. some schools in Iowa now where it's mandatory to take hunter safety course. That's awesome. That's very That's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I wish that it had been required when I was in school. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. Uh, and I see you out of the way. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, part, part of the reason why I stay so, uh, or I attempt to stay so actively involved in programs like that, I didn't have someone to take me when I was a kid. I never had someone in my life who said, hey, you might like this, come out to the field with me or, you know, to teach me those things or even to, you know, see if it's something I might be interested in. So I wish somebody had given me that opportunity. And so anything I can do to help other kids receive that you know i'm kind of i feel like it's kind of you know paying it forward a little bit yeah it's just it 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 sucks later in life that you know i wish that in grade school middle high you know middle school high school i would have been exposed to this a little bit more because the gratifying fine feeling that i feel when i go hunting i'm like man this is great it's almost as good as how I feel when I found out that the earth was actually flat when they taught me that round earth business <laughs> back then. Dude, I'm telling you, there needs to be a change in the public school systems. And I'm not, you know, just making a political platform, but I'm saying, Jules had, just had checked they told out me that, on us. Had they told like, me the earth was flat back then, I would have 
been well Click. better off in a hunting uh, a hunting program. When, when was <laughs> he's got here, an idiot? Come on, we haven't brought up a flat Earth reference in a long time. Nicely played, though. No, Nicely I'm sorry. Played. I'm sorry. I had to. I uh, had to. I apologize on his behalf. That's the third. Know. That's the third to last dumb thing I'm going to say this podcast. <laughs> I feel like I should start a rumor that Jana found the edge of the earth or something. So like, <laughs> you should, sure. She climbed the ice crystals she, and she looked and yeah. saw the alien spaceship. She decorated it. <laughs> yeah. And then she posted it on her Instagram, but no one believed it. Yeah. Oh, it got taken down. The government yeah. shut that yeah. down real quick. They knew where she was. <laughs> that would be a great... You know what's funny side story? Jenna Waller's a flat earther fat. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can't say that. <laughs> yes, I can. This is America. <laughs> as flat as it is. So, Jules, for the longest time, I mean, that was like we used to like make very subtle like flat Earth jokes, but then move past them on the podcast, like like it so, never happened. But we, but we like made to where we were joking, but some people might be like, "Oh, dude, I don't know, they might actually think the Earth is flat," <laughs> like j- just to kind of like troll people a little bit. But as a joke, when Steve moved into his house, I, I ordered on Amazon a flat Earth map and framed it for him, so he had to put it in his house. Oh, it's hanging in my house. It's glorious. It's awesome. Oh. That is amazing. I think everyone should have one in their house. That's incredible. It's right next to the plat map of the area, hunts. So yeah. what sucks is, well, I got a, I got a flat Earth globe, but people are like, "Oh, that's some nice China." I'm like, "No, bro, that's the world." <laughs> Gosh, so dumb. And uh, guys, uh, please be on the lookout for our show. It's not on Carbon TV anymore. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> button you guys are deleted yeah. <laughs> now she's president she's got the codes the clear all code <laughs> which by the way speaking of your president so your reptilian overlord that's cool okay so before no, you go gone. any darker <laughs> into this the second Jesus. to last dumb comment i, will, I was gonna ask you a real question but you went all flat earth on me sorry um, <laughs> how did you get into hunting and like in the first place from the get-go like what got you interested in just like the smallest amount you know i think that some people are just inherently interested in things in life and you can't explain why. And my reason for saying that is I come from a non-hunting family. Um, my Both of my parents were in the military, but they were not hunters. So I understood firearms, but I didn't understand hunting. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Oklahoma. And, you know, it's interesting when, you know, when you're a kid and you think like, um, for example, you think American cheese, the kind you buy at Walmart, like in slices, like you think that's the only kind of cheese because it's the only kind that you ever have in your house, yeah. right? So then later in life, you're like, whoa, there's that many different kinds of cheese. So for me, I thought there was only one kind of deer, and I thought that they all looked the same, and I didn't understand which ones are boys or girls. Like no one ever told me the difference, even though that sounds a little ridiculous to say now. It's true. So when I was around 17-ish years old, I just started becoming really interested in, you know, animals and where they lived and how, like, what is this hunting thing? Like, I've heard people talking about it. So I actually would go to um, Barnes and Noble, the bookstore, mm-hmm. and I would sit down at a table at the little coffee shop with hunting magazines and books, you know. And instead of like paying for the magazines, I would just sit there and read them. Um, and go put them back that's on the, the shelf. That's the, yeah, the way to do it right there. Oh, that's that's the hobo method right there. Yes, that's yeah, called a hobo course. education, by the way. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. You can learn a lot by just you know sitting at the coffee shop in the Barnes and Noble. So that's how I learned about you know, where the different species lived and what different types of deer there were. I didn't even know what an elk was because I lived in Oklahoma. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> so um, my first hunting season. Um, I went, well, I did my hunter safety course and, um, 
uh, my first hunting season, I asked if I could borrow somebody's rifle. I borrowed a seven mag and I got a hunting license, a deer tag, and I asked permission on property. And they were like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, stay in kind of over in this certain area, shoot whatever your tags good for any deer. And, um, so I didn't know that tree stands existed. Um, so I just sat down on the ground between two trees and I shot the first deer that walked by. It was a buck. And to this day, it's the oldest deer I've ever shot. He was a huge white tail buck. <laughs> really? Like, amazing. And it was my first time I had ever seen an animal die and my first time killing anything. And I was just wow. sitting there on the ground with a borrowed rifle and the first deer I ever saw, like with a rifle in my hand so um but you know those magazines never taught me like how to clean the animal or what to do after you walk up to it or what do you do like what do you do with it after that so I tried to I tried to clean it myself I made a total mess had to call for backup and you know it was just a <laughs> learning experience after that you know it was just kind of um hit and miss and I got into the hunting industry around that time I started working with some different companies and that was 15 years ago so that's very cool it's cool that you went for it that like pretty much just in the open like most people is like oh I'm not gutting that where you you actually you tried it (laughs) yeah Yeah, I I had to gut Steve's first deer for him he wouldn't even try it yeah right dude my hands are in there Kind of. Nah, dude. I was holding the legs. Yeah. I was holding the legs. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it would have been helpful if those magazines would have said, like, oh, by the way, don't put the knife in too deep. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been like, there. We kind of take it for granted that, that people are going to automatically know that or that people will have someone to mentor them or take them into the field and show them how to do it. But anyone who goes out, kind of like winging it on their first time you know there's a lot that you don't know and it can be it can be dangerous i thought this is how horrible it was i thought that i could pick up the deer and put it in a truck you know and i was i mean (laughs) i'm not a large person so i i didn't realize how big they were i didn't know how much it weighed i couldn't lift it obviously you know Mm. so yeah it was just kind of this um learning experience but after that I just became obsessed with hunting and I was archery hunting and this I didn't know any other girls who were doing that back then so you know social media didn't exist and you know it was just a different world back then it's just awesome that you were curious about it and just dove head head first right into it yeah yeah I just for some reason like I said I think some people just inherently um, somehow by nature and our soul, we're just genuinely interested in something and we don't know why. And I, I really do credit that for what got me interested in it in the first place. That's cool. Oh, that's so such a awesome. unique story. Yeah. I don't think, man, if you took a survey, I bet you you're in like the 5% of hunters that uh, that's how they got into hunting. I don't, you could write a book about that. I don't think I know anyone else that got into hunting just off of their own curiosity. No. Uh, maybe I do. I just haven't. I don't know. Well, your uncles and stuff hunted, didn't they, Steve? I, they never talked to me about it, dude. I I knew they hunted. Steve was pointing at himself when I said that. I'm, so I'm saying me, dude. Up. No, I... Well, my story sucks because I got into hunting because Stone Cold Steve Austin always wore camo, and then... <laughs> because th- th- this, is, this is not bullshit. I was like, hey, I want to hunt because that guy does it, and I want to see what, what the buzz is all about. Great. I guess my uncles, uh, or one, one of my uncles at least, hunted, uh, and I I never really talked to him about it. But when I was like, "Hey, I want to try this," 
you got any pointers for me and was off to the races there that's i i got curious and i got into it now i'm not good at it but <laughs> I'm, I'm trying i'm you're trying, trying best you're trying i love best. it man you're into it though that's all I, that i'm into it I, I love it and i love the people that surround it it's so awesome. how long before you met Jana from the time when you killed your first deer yeah, so um, quite a while after. The way that I met Jana, um, our shows aired next to each other on Sportsman Channel. So I had seen her show because it aired next to mine. And um, we, I think we started talking on social media, like, hi, hi. You know, we worked for the same organizations. We were both ambassadors for, you know, NWTF and MDF. And we were at a, um, I believe it was at the NWTF convention in Nashville, about eight years ago, maybe. And um, we both had, they had scheduled both of us for an appearance at the same time. And she walked up and of course we knew who the other one was. And she just gave me the biggest hug and we've been best friends ever since. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That awesome. So, and that was, yeah, that was probably eight years ago. So, I mean, I was, yeah, it, it had been quite a while. That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It's that's a unique story. I like that. I'm glad. I'm glad we asked that because mm-hmm. it, normally it's kind of the run of the mill. Like, oh, my dad hunted, and you know what I mean. Just like, got into it, right? No, that's yeah. Cool. And what's interesting is now my parents um, they do hunt because I started hunting. So, like my dad, I think he had like dabbled in it when he was younger, but he was a military guy, so he was never home. Um, but now he, you know, he hunts a little. He's a meat hunter. He shoots a deer a year, you know, and. Um, not a trophy hunter by any means. And then my mom, like she goes rabbit hunting with her boyfriend and, you know, I think she goes deer hunting, but she's never really shot one, but they do enjoy it. And it kind of gives us something to bond over that we didn't have when I was growing up. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. It's, it's cool to see that. Um, especially Lee and Tiffany is a a cool example. Uh, Tiffany's mom hunts. Uh, She, I guess they came from Minnesota, never hunted before. And now they go hunting together. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of cool to see parents getting into it because of the kids. Right. I like seeing that. Because usually it's the other way around. Yeah. My dad was never a hunter, but he's mentioned that he wants to go on a turkey hunt. and I'm. You should take him, man. You're like probably the best turkey guy in Illinois. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're the best turkey guy I've met. Oh, man, I'm slaying him. Yeah, I really know what I'm doing out there. (laughs) Hey, Dad, do you want to come and uh, not know what you're doing with me? I'll yell at you. know, I can't wait to yell at him like, dude, you're holding the flashlight wrong. That's why the turkeys ain't coming. It's time to get my revenge on my old man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Jules, so one question, too, and this this might be more of like a complex breakdown, but it's something that every now and again we have a podcast about the, um, I guess, the outdoor industry and, you know, the, I consider the outdoor industry and the outdoor community separate spaces. I don't know if you would agree with that or not, because not everyone works or does some type of work in the outdoors. So um, in the industry and community blended, do you think right now there's a healthy um, a healthy outlook or a healthy community with us, or do you think things need to really change for the better, or what's your perspective on it? Is that a confusing question? No, it's not confusing at all. Um, I I think that things can always improve for the better in every situation, you know, and that's kind of like a, a blanket statement, of course. But um, I do uh, I have begun calling it the hunting community or the outdoor community because I feel like it is almost like family, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people and the right crowd, 
it is a community and we all kind of have each other's backs. And, you know, every time we see each other at events, it's a family reunion every yeah. year. So for me, it's um, now there is an industry to it as well. People, you know, maybe the, you know, they just do it for a job and they're not really personally involved or they don't put their personal soul into it like some of us do. And that's OK, too. But overall, I think that, you know, although there are some areas for improvement in different ways, I have seen so many things in this industry slash community that I am so proud of over the years. And some people will, you know, I hear people bashing it and saying, oh, this needs to change or we need to do this. But I really feel like um, I'm proud of what we've done and how people have kind of come together and, um, you know, work towards common goals and people are getting involved in very important, um, you know, areas of the hunting industry. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we tend to focus on the negative because we just want things to change for the better. But I try to always look at the positives. And mm -hmm. over the years, I've seen, you know, social media is a good example. You know, you can use it for whatever you want to. It can be great or it can be horrible. And if you choose to use it in the right ways, it can be such a powerful tool. Yeah. And I've watched people do some very cool things using social platforms and using, you know, platforms like carbon TV, for example, however it is, they're putting that message out there. If they have, in, if they have good intentions and they have the right mindset, I feel like a lot of people are on the right path for really improving everything that has to do with the outdoor community. Um, of course there are, you know, some individuals or some groups or people who, you know, maybe their intentions aren't right or aren't great, mm. or maybe they're confused or whatever it is. So there's always room for improvement. But yeah, overall, I am very proud of the people and the organizations in our in our community. Um, you know, I try to surround myself with only the really, really good people. And so maybe that's why I see um, I'm kind of, you know, uh, I've got maybe blinders on to some of it because I just don't pay attention to the bad stuff as much. That's good though. Um, that's a good outlook. Yeah. I like that yeah. answer a lot because it's so yeah, it's such a from answer. a positive perspective. I feel like personally, and I, I I feel like for the most part, I can speak for everybody on the working class uh, podcast crew. It right now we're getting to the point where our show is doing well download wise, and with that becomes we also get negative feedback because we've we've we're open about how we are. We talk however we want. Like people we're, we're exposing ourselves for the most part. So I think we open ourselves up to some like scrutiny a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I do agree with you. Like most of it is positive and what we have, like if you go to like an ATA show and look at all the stuff there and like the, and it is like, we're friends with almost everyone there and it's like a reunion and it's like an amazing community. So it is cool. Yeah. when you look at it that way. But I think sometimes like that negative demon can grab a hold of me mentally and I'm like trying to fight it off. But I think it's also me getting used to how to cope with being in the public eye in the industry right. or starting to become more in the public eye in the industry, I guess I should say. Yeah. You know, and I kind of, I guess the reason that's my answer and that's, you know, kind of how I, I look at everything in life. I really do live by that. If, if, 
if I notice negative energy or a bad vibe or just a gut feeling about something, if it's negative, I don't allow it anywhere near me. And that's part of my success in life. Is that's just, awesome. You know, it's not that I ignore the bad things or I don't acknowledge that there are bad things. It's just I don't let it close to me and I don't give it my time and I don't allow my mind to focus on the negatives. And, you know, in my personal life, in my career, you know, every single thing across the board, I kind of live by that rule. So in the the hunting industry, yeah, I mean, there's some places where, you know, I'm sure there's some things that could be better that could improve and we should all focus on volunteering our time, you know, whether that's with different conservation organizations or like I said, you know, like the Pass It On Outdoor Mentors, you find places that can use your positive energy and push yourself into those areas so that you can make a difference instead of just sitting back and complaining about it. Yeah, no, that's very cool. I love that whole mindset just in general like you know surround yourself with good people then i feel like just becoming an adult like a more mature and just like calculated adult i I try to do that more too like just in life surround myself with better people like i'm not gonna go shoot my boat with a bunch of shitty people like i I, I like for the most part everyone i talk to and communicate with on a daily basis are all positive just well-spirited people you know and and i remember i actually i do remember the change like when I when the podcast got going and we all became really good friends in here, spending so much time together, and we got to meet like I met Doug Schmidt, Mustache Doug, in here. I've known Cameron for a long time, but met a lot of our other buddies that kind of make up the be- behind the scenes of what we do with carbon and everything. And I remember like telling my wife one day, I'm like, man, it just feels good to be surrounded by everyone that has like a common interest and is just their own person, but everyone's their own individual. Like for sure, me and Eric are completely different people. He doesn't copy me on what I do. I don't copy him on what he does. We're our own person, but we can get along like we're best friends. And that's like mm-hmm. something in adulthood that takes you a little bit to learn, which is way different when you're in high school, right? Like oh, it's totally sure. different for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. And you know, anyone who's ever spent very much time around me, whether it's personally or professionally, I have this saying and I, you know, I say it all the time and I keep putting it out there because I want more people to live by this rule. Um, I always say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. That's awesome. And Mm -hmm. it it can transfer into literally every part of your life. If you go where you're celebrated, where people are lifting you up and supporting you and, you know, good intentions and positive energy, if you go to those places and invest your time with those people and those opportunities, you know, people who just tolerate you and that negative energy and the, you know, bringing people down or, you know, all of that negative, who needs that? So don't mm-hmm. go over where you're tolerated, go where you're celebrated. And it just makes such a big difference in life if you really live by that. That is awesome. That is awesome. You yeah. need to, and I'll give you this idea right here because it's yours. I was like, man, we should make that a shirt. You should make it a shirt. I that, know, right? That's yeah. an amazing, it, like, saying. Yeah, Quote. it would. Actually, I said that a few years back, and now Jana stole it, and she says it, and so it's like people think it's hers, but it's mine. I'm putting that. I'm putting that. Jana Waller, you know, I'm talking to you right now. I love it. That's yeah, right. why you should make the shirt first. Yeah, before you're, you're going to start making money on that shirt. She's going to raise the rent on you. I know. When she listens to this, I bet she goes and makes the shirt. Uh, after the first five minutes, she ain't listening to this. I can guarantee that. It's like now nah, these guys are flat earthers. Yeah. No, no, no. She is a flat earther. What are you talking about? Dude? Oh. She, she's hooked. She's like, I'm totally unsubscribed. <laughs> you have a five star review. Hey, man, these guys, uh, these guys don't believe the hype. I love it. Right? <laughs> what you need to do is make that shirt and then immediately start getting Carbon TV eye patches printed 
And uh, right? please send me one. I will do it for a Carbon TV episode. I will, oh I will put yeah. two eye patches on. Yeah, just wear both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about the cause, man. You're going to wear two eye patches? Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude, I would that. love that. That's one over the other. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not going no, blind. Bro. One on each eye. No, you're going blind for an episode. <laughs> All right, well, let me get a bedazzled one like Slick Rick used to have, and I'll tell uh, tell stories. <laughs> that sounds that's terrible. A slick oh, yeah. That's a slick we're not, record. We're not doing right. that. You guys are good. <laughs> we're not doing that at all. No, no, that no, sounds a, terrible. Not, not a great <laughs> idea. Not my greatest idea. Is that what you guys are saying? Nah, and that was the last dumb thing I'm going to say this episode. Boom. Jules, what, what hunts do you have coming up this fall? Well, you know, I'm not going to be in the field as much uh, as I usually am. Um, I've planned a few hunts. I've, you know, I planned a... Um, I'm planning a moose hunt, um, actually. Uh-oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm working on the details for that, but I it is one of my major goals. So I'm probably going to do something with moose. Um, I will probably do a couple of deer hunts, just low-key, um, you know, nothing extreme. I'm trying to plan more stuff where I can, you know, go for five days and then go back to work for a while and then go back out for another five days. Um, you Are you going to be filming any of these hunts? Highly unlikely, actually. I, you know, my show, yeah, it's kind of nice. I went for, you know, a decade and shot everything on camera. And then, like I said, I think last year, the the photo you guys used of that velvet buck that I um, Mm -hmm. killed last year in, that was early season in Utah, that deer was the first deer that I had killed off camera for 10 years. Wow, that's awesome. It's got to be kind of relieving. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not putting down people who still love that and want that, but I'm kind of at a point now where it's kind of nice just to go enjoy it and do my thing and kind of have a private yeah. life a little bit. So um, I'm not, you know, I'm not planning on filming any of them, but I mean, you never know. I you might, know. I might <laughs> end up, yeah, yeah, you never know. You just start making all this money off the shirt you're going to sell. Yep. And then you can just pay Jana to come film you. And then there you go. You don't have to do any other work. Right. I know. I need to plan a hunt with Jana. I don't think we have anything on the on the books for this year. But I'm sure we'll we'll end up doing something. You uh, do an episode where you do a hunt with an eye patch on the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Just, right. just yes. outdo everyone. Like, yeah, Cam Haynes can climb a mountain Dude, and it's carry a, a rock up there. Eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to kill this deer with an eye patch on. <laughs> this eye patch brought to you by. I'm telling you. Well, it was so. It would have been funny if a guy had done it, you know, whatever. But, a, like, everyone thought it was funny that a girl wore an eye patch. I think it's hilarious that it, like, turned into such a, a big thing. Because I'll, I'll be honest, when I filmed that episode, when we when we finished, we wrapped up. You know, cameras were off, lights were off. I sat there and I was like, "Hmm, I don't know if we're ever going to air this episode. Like, this is <laughs> this might be a little this might be a little ridiculous, you know. And you know, but I mean, you guys know me. I don't really care that much what people think. So you come to find out, um, it's your biggest episode yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's the biggest one. And you right. know, Boom. it's the, I love having a project like Outdoor Weekly, where I kind of just do whatever. Like, I drink on the show. I drink whiskey almost on every episode. That's incredible. Perfect. Yeah, I do do shots of whiskey, like, during the open. And, you know, like, it's hilarious. People think it's so (laughs) funny that I just kind of, like, make stuff up and don't really know how to pronounce things. Well, if you ever drive through Illinois or Iowa, you need to get a hold of us because... You can, you know, I don't know if you know, but you can really do whatever you want on this show. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're good to go. Are you a rye whiskey drinker? 
I um, if it has the word whiskey in it, I like it pretty yeah. much. All right. yeah. wet, wet whiskey is the best. Oh, oh, wet yeah. whiskey, yeah. That's yeah, funny. I do. I just love. I just love it. I'm. I'm just obsessed with how it's made and the different, like the burn and the, you know, like I just. I love it. And of course, I mean, I'm not like obsessed. I don't. You know. <laughs> she's, I, she's, I, she's like, she's like I have one every show and uh, right before every board meeting. Basically, every morning I go into work and then right before bed, <laughs> she's got a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle in her Benz. She's making that good money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, but those are the things that I just find so, um, I don't know, like refreshing when, you know, you can kind of be yourself and you learn later in life, you know, as we kind of age and get older and, you know, there's a point in life where you're kind of like, ah, oh, people don't like it. They're not going to watch it. You know, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. You know, people are always going to complain about this or that, whatever. I just delete the comments. I don't like, I don't care. Like, I'm just, That's I'm awesome. so past that point of trying to please every person all the time and I do a good job at the things I do and then I just try to be myself all the rest of the time so life it seems is, to be working alright life's too short to worry about all that shit well yeah that's yeah. super cool like, how, <laughs> I, mean, I bet you we've recorded I mean this is episode 313 I bet you we've recorded 15, 20 of them that were like, oh, man, I don't know if we should air that. Right. <laughs> and, and then we do anyway and those are the ones we get the most feedback on isn't that oh, wild sure. they were like like you're like, dude, Steve, you're a total jackass. And like the comments are like, dude, Steve's dumb as shit. Loved it. I'm like, why? Why do you guys love when shit goes wrong? Like we did a. Uh, okay, I'll just talk about it. I was gonna hide it, but then who cares? Because that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah, do it. so back when the whole Chris Brackett situation went down, we did a yeah. song with uh, what's what's the girl's name? In the arms of an angel. Oh, uh, shit, the ASPCA lady. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin? Sarah, yeah. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. So you know how it's like they always do the ones like, donate five cents a day to help a puppy. <laughs> so we did that song. We did a parody song of, like, help him get his booyah back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was oh, that man. Dude. Yeah, I thought for sure we we're gonna like that's it. We're <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> this is the last episode of work. But people like I still get messages about it. I mean, people that was, loved it. That was over. A, I don't. Whenever it happened, it was right after it happened. We it was launched like a that. year and a half ago, dude. Yeah, and I was like, this is a too dicey. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. How did I miss that? I need to go back and find it. I'll send you the link. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. It. It's um, <laughs> it's aggressive. It's definitely aggressive. <laughs> but it's hilarious too. It's funny. I mean, we did a couple of them like that. We made fun of. Um, we made fun, we of, made fun uh, of like uh, Insta famous hunters, like the love of love for likes. Not, but what was the show? Oh, Miss oh, Wild yeah. Game Nation. We burned that one really bad, and like most people just agreed with us on it. We did get oh, Mitch God. Petrie on that episode though, so that wasn't a total bust. Yeah, Mitch, he gets it though. He gets it. Oh, he, for sure. You know, he thinks competition's good, and we do too. That's it's, hilarious. <laughs> what else? We did another. Oh, you know what? We did a song that sucked. It was the. That was like when we first started podcasting. Oh, it was like it was the day that Eric killed his. It was the Rut Holiday the, song. The, the Rut, Rut Holiday song. song. And did we did the ginger cheer? Oh, yeah. we all sang in that. Yeah, that was God, rough. Yeah, like, we I were uh, to that one. It was rough. It was yeah, like it, the first year of the podcast. But. Jules, you didn't do your homework. We're a bunch of idiots if you haven't picked that one up. <laughs> I know. I'm, you know I know. <laughs> she's like, dude, she's calling in. She's calling in her uh, her assistants. Like, hey, we need to do a full review on working class bow hunter because yeah. I don't know how this one slipped through our yeah. fingers. How these guys slipped through here? <laughs> these guys yeah, have the nuclear codes and been with us the whole time. Yeah, you're gonna have to be like red flagged with the quality control department now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even allow anyone to give us a carbon score anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you technically live on a different landing page, you know. Yeah. Jump <laughs> over here, where no one can find it. No, <laughs> no of carbon TV. People click right. when you click on our page. Instead of the carbon score, it just has the parental advisory badge. Right. <laughs> it's, it, it, it sends us to. It sends you to the virtue. <laughs> oh, damn. Hey, this, these guys are better. Yeah, we just reroute to other shows. Right. Yeah, just, it just, yeah, reroutes. Hey, I'm Phil Vanderpool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for trying to go to the working class boner, but them here boys, we got good, wholesome content. Them boys are wild. <laughs> boys. <laughs> Philip, we love you. Yeah, no, we love Philip. I talked man. to him today on the phone, actually. Did you so, know? Um, so sorry, Jules, for sabotaging Carbon TV. We don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love it. The family there is great. Uh, every, there, we know some people that are on Carbon TV. Great family. We're so proud to be a part of it. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, we have some really cool stuff going on over here at Carbon TV. And, you know, there's actually one thing that um, we haven't even um, really put out there yet that's happening now. We're getting all of the materials ready for it. Do you want me to, like, break the news on your show? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Okay, when does this fit? <laughs> I don't know when I don't know when this um this episode is gonna come out, but I'm Tonight. sure Oh, okay. Well in that case, do it. Um so exciting news. We are giving away a truck with Cryptech. So oh, we awesome. partnered up with yeah, so we partnered up with Cryptech. We're giving away a two thousand nineteen Chevy Silverado Trail Boss, fully customized, wrapped in Cryptech. It's going to be amazing, and we're oh, giving yeah. it away. I could use a new vehicle. Can you rig that somehow? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need boats. Uh, my, my Jeep. That's blew awesome. Up. So I how do you how do you enter to 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 win the truck? So you um, everyone can enter once a day, every day. It's a daily entry for free, so we're not charging for entries. Wow! And all you do is go to Carbon TV and put in your information. You're entered entered to win once a day. Oh, you I'll also have that. to go to watch a full episode of Working Class Bowhunter uh, right. podcast, right? To get in here to, is, that, is that what I'm hearing right? Listen to this episode and you get an extra credit. It gets a high rating. So so yeah. they, they can enter for free every single day. So every day I could go in and try and enter to win this truck. That's correct, yes. And it's going to be amazing. I actually went uh, yesterday. I saw the truck. We have it over at a place called Prefix being customized. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. So, um, but Cryptek is the the force behind it, and Cryptek is, you know, obviously a, a wonderful company, great partner, and they, uh, it's just, I, it's just this amazing idea that all came together, and we're going to be launching it probably next week. Oh man! Awesome. So that's awesome. Damn. If you're listening to this and in real time from the day of release, which it's Thursday, July 11th. Be prepared to get on Carbon TV and enter those daily giveaways. And when when do they right. pick a winner? Um, in about six months. So it'll be towards the end of the year. Very I don't know cool. the exact date right off the top of it's my a head. Lot of but <laughs> I'll, I'll be entering because I do need a new vehicle. Yeah, and it's going to be awesome. We actually just filmed a little video for it yesterday, so that should be coming out here in the next couple days. Um, and as of now, so today's the 11th you can't enter to win yet but we're setting it up where you can get an alert when the entry like when you can enter very cool so, awesome yeah so we'll alert people you know like you can start um start entering when so yeah that's exciting i love when we do stuff like that because it just kind of um it sweetens know, the deal fun. to go to carbon tv oh, everybody up. right very i know cool. 
Yeah, so that's cool. And then obviously a lot of other changes at Carbon. We rebuilt basically the whole platform. We added all these new features and rebuilt the back end of it with the dev side where, you know, putting content on is easier and the Carbon mm -hmm. score is cool. So just a lot of really cool stuff. I have been very busy, but at least I have this incredible team around me. I just, that's the thing. You have to surround yourself with awesome people. And yeah. my team at Carbon is phenomenal. So it makes my life easy. That's very cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're we're proud to be a part of the family and um, one of the only podcasts on the Carbon TV. I know there might be one more. One uh, I think there's. I think there might be one other one. Yeah. Right, can you take care of that for us, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> you know, your president, presidential duties. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're not right? listening to this podcast. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm proud to have you guys over there with us. You guys are doing such a great job. And I always love being on your podcast because it's I laugh so much. You guys are so funny and so fun. But one of these days, I know last year I was supposed to meet up at ATA and do one in person, but I didn't go to ATA last year. So Yeah, you know, I was like, hey, Jules, you want a podcast? And you were just like put me on read so i was like oh this is how yeah, it's going yeah. oh, yeah. she's a left on red type of president all right i'm feeling <laughs> well if you're gonna be at ata this year let's podcast yes i think it's highly likely that i will be attending this year so we will have to do one in person for sure so Absolutely. in other breaking news you are running for president of the united states in 2020 right uh yes that is correct okay you i got that email all right you're, you're funding the campaign, right? <laughs> yeah, good luck getting elected. <laughs> She's running for the Hunter's Party. <laughs> no one cares about us. The Flat Earthers Party. <laughs> the Flat Earthers and Hunter's Party. <laughs> Jana's her there's, vice there's president. Some, there's some numbers there. Oh, my gosh. Well, I yes, I think with Jana as my vice president, we're going to be very successful. We will rule the world for sure. Who's your secretary of state? Oh, gosh. Oh, that's a tough one. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to think on that. All right, Steve. I feel I'll, like I should, I'll, I'll step I feel in. Like I, I mean, if you need somebody, when do we right. send a resume? In? I'll, I'll send a I, resume in. I got you. I feel like on that one, I should just draw a name out of a hat. That would be my best. <laughs> be my Instead best. of picking Steve. Instead of picking me. Good lord. <laughs> hey, just pick someone from the truck entries. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hey, also, also the truck winner gets to be second. No, that's, that's second place. Oh, second place. That's second place. Second place. Either win a truck or you get to get like the third highest position in the freest nation in the world. Which one do you want? <laughs> the truck has heated leather back, seats. So. This also has unlimited power. Whatever you want. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if the truck wasn't so amazingly cool, you know, I know it'd be an easier option. But Dude, truck's a two wheel hey, drive. If it's one of the new Chevys. <laughs> With the AC seats, I'm oh, in. Oh boy, right? they're amazing. Have you ever sat in a new Chevy truck with the AC seats? Yeah, Ross Doug has them. I have one. You do? <laughs> Doug has them. Yeah, oh, you fantastic. had the AC seats. Yeah. Man, he's rich. My old truck had them. Oh man, you live in that so rodeo nice. life. The rodeo. <laughs> that rodeo. Yeah, that's right. rodeo. I barely have AC. Got the heated steering wheel too, man. It's nice. Jules, thank you for doing the podcast again. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you came back. Um, I see. <laughs> I'm surprised she's still here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I hung up 20 minutes ago. <laughs> We've just been talking to ourselves. She put the Google Play robot on. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, you guys are the best. I love um, every time you invite me on. And, you know, I'm really proud of what you guys are doing. And you guys are so much fun. I am going to tell everybody that you're all flat earthers, though, for sure. No, yeah, you can. <laughs> well, not right. everyone here. Whoa, yeah. wait a second. Yeah, don't put my name on that. No, yeah. I, no, <laughs> oh, not everyone. Oh, okay. God, yeah. we're, we're, she's earned the badge to tell people we're flat earthers after what we've put her through on this podcast. That's a good point. That's a good point. But then it, it ends at ATA when we podcast in person. You have to stop after ATA this year. Right. Yeah, correct. Yes. And I, I will definitely, you know, plan on attending ATA just specifically for the purpose of being on the podcast, for sure. Perfect. I, I know that's bullshit, but thank you. <laughs> God, she's, she's, she's asking for those votes now. But, yeah. Yes. Anything that we didn't cover? Where can people find you? Um, give all the deets. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would highly suggest that everyone download the Carbon TV app. It's free, um, free streaming outdoor content, which is kind of awesome. I've actually just started taking people's cell phones and downloading the app for them if they don't already have it. And the then best I way. just, you know. Yeah, and if you guys do it, just click follow on your own show, and then they get alerts every time you guys have a new episode out, which is kind of a genius idea. Um, so, yeah, like, obviously get the Carbon TV app, and Outdoor Weekly, we're airing almost every week a new episode. I think we are airing episode 12 right now, so we're about halfway through the season with that. And obviously all of those past uh, episodes are living on carbon tv so you can go watch the eye patch one if you'd like <laughs> yeah um, yeah awesome we'll be watching yeah. well, well thank you so much we appreciate you and while you're there go give outdoor weekly a carbon score of 10 and then go to working class bowhunter podcast and give us a nice carbon score at least a 10 and follow <laughs> yeah right. at least a five and just get, at least a five, give hey, us a five. <laughs> just get used to going to that app every day because in a couple days dude you might win a truck yeah, you never know. Just keep doing it. Know. And we yep. have a new episode launching next week on Carbon. Oh, so even that. better. Oh, nice, awesome. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I yeah. really believe that one. <laughs> As I click the little red flag button, <laughs> right. <laughs> report, right? Control Alt Delete. <laughs> All right. Jules, oh, thank you, you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. You guys are great. You're welcome back anytime. Let us know if you need anything. Okay. All right, everyone. You know what to do. Right. Thanks for listening. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.